You're listening to Messages of Infinite Light with Ain Kate Sullivan, the show that helps us discover the truth of who we are and imagines where we are going as masterful creators. Welcome, friends and mystical travelers. This is Ann Kate Sullivan, host of Messages from Infinite Light, where we envision an awakening humanity. I mean, can you imagine, just for a minute, just for a minute, imagine everything through the eyes of divine love? We're going to talk about this on this episode the ways of spirit, right? What happens when we attune to the flow, when we align with the divine? So we're going to talk about enlightened self-actualization, which once upon a time was only for mystery schools. But now, now we're stepping into something new. We're envisioning an awakening humanity. So my other podcast, Wisdom of the Ages, focuses on storytelling and ancient wisdom traditions. And you can hear many popular episodes on superpowerexperts.com slash wisdom of the ages. It had 2.6 million listeners in 2020 as continuing to grow. So the roots of the past of our ancestors give strength to the tree of life. This is my vision with this show. So now the roots of the tree, of this divine tree, are, are reaching skyward. And so the, the branches, the fruits are opening to something from the stars, it seems. So I, Messages of Infinite Light is focused on messages to and from the future. So we begin to collectively look towards the stars and see and sense the emerging new earth. So in this show, we'll be focusing on multisensory perception, self-actualization, and enlightenment. Um, we'll have I'll have many guests and also do... Um, monologues too. So you, I hope you'll come back and and tap in again and again. So I just want to start with a with a little story, just really briefly. But in Tibet, there is a story of a Maitreya Buddha, an awakened Christ light, and this being sits in the future. This Bodhisattva, this saintly being, sits in the future with the masters and calls to us so that we step towards the future. So this divine energy reaches back to help us during pivotal periods of time. And we're in one of those times. And the reason this Christ light reaches back is so that we can step forward and we can merge and become this infinite light ourselves. So it's so that we can keep our hope alive so we can continue evolving with trust and faith in the, in the present moment. So what happens when we, in the now moment, in the present moment, touch our higher self, our infinite self? Well, that is enlightened self-actualization. It's a process, and it can be mind-blowing. And um, But, you know, so as I got ready to start this show today, Right at dawn, I had the feeling that I should get up and light a beautiful white candle in the middle of the floor, and that I should just stare into this flame. And I, I didn't really know exactly why I needed to do this, but I was thinking about this new podcast and just feeling what the light is calling us into. So I lit the flame. And my two eyes, my two eyes looked into this single flame. And there was something that happened that was really beautiful. I found that my consciousness, the consciousness of Ain, merged with the flame and became one light. And my feeling is that this is what this new podcast is about, the messages of infinite light. It's about becoming one with your divine self and the processes that we go through as that happens because it's a, it's a, it is a process. So our two eyes becoming one divine light, one unity, one love. 
So I'm going to take a quick ad break. And after we come back, I'm going to invite in Tanya Don Rekla, who's, who's just a beautiful, beautiful being. Um, and she's, I just want to say just a little bit about her before the ad break. She's the executive director of Superpower Network, the number one podcast network for inspired personal development that are 25 million downloads in 2020. Now, the reason I wanted to say that is because, wow. If they're 25 million downloads, I'm not even sure how alternative we are anymore. There's an awakening going on. There is proof that there is an alternative narrative, that superpowers are real. And you can go and check out all the shows, her shows, and, and everybody on the network on superpowerexperts.com. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. The Superpower Experience goes way beyond the podcast. Listeners can connect with hosts and one another inside the Superpower Universe Plus membership. Members get access to high vibe connections, Superpower Masterclasses, and much, much more. Don't wait another moment to step into your superpowers. Go to superpowerexperts.com and sign up today. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Messages of Infinite Light. And you can find out more about this show on superpowerexperts.com slash ILP. So welcome back. So Tonya, I am so happy that you're here to join us. I am so excited. I was loving just flowing that beautiful stream that you were crafting before the break. I was like, oh, nah, this is wonderful. And it, it was perfect because it's it, that's the sense of the show, right? It's like this really beautiful invitation to step into this light stream that just flows and and isn't that the dream right that things can be easy that things can be that we can feel held and loved and and i think it's really important for those of us who touch into that to to stand boldly and say yes it is possible yes it is the dream yes it is the promise and yes it is yours if you have the audacity to entertain it right and it is work to get there just simply because it feels so um contrary to to the space that we've been coming from but it's what a beautiful gift to the world that you're giving in this podcast and your willingness to hold that and let that light come through you um i we we really appreciate that and and so honor the fact that you're willing to do that and step into that here so thank you oh thank you tonya and it and it's so exciting to be part of this whole network where people are really brave and they're really willing to share <laughs> their love of the divine and they're really willing to explore really explore and to explore into the future uh, i i have loved doing wisdom of the ages uh because in that process i think not only not only did we explore roots but i felt like i found my own roots you know my own roots and many different religious traditions and spiritual traditions and ancestral traditions and, and now I can feel this incredible blossoming occurring. What are you, what are you feeling now with, with the superpower network and the, the blossoming that's happening all through this network? What, what's going on? Well, it's so interesting because the, the energy, it just continues to ebb and flow and, and, and evolve in all the ways it was promised to, right? The divine vision that, that was gifted to me years ago with it. And it, right now, the feeling is action. Mm -hmm. um, it, it's the awakening has occurred, it, you know, nobody needs to be told anymore that things are a little bit different. Now the choice is on how we're going to respond to that. And a lot of people are choosing fear and they're choosing to hold up and to, to, to build up walls and to segregate and to, um, lash out and, and all of those things. And, and it does create chaos. Just understand folks that that's, that's okay. It's to be expected and you get to choose differently. And while it sometimes seems impossible to choose differently when those around you aren't, or they appear not to be, that's the test, right? That's the temptation is, are we going to allow the things outside of ourselves to dictate who we know ourselves to be? So regardless of where you fall in that conversation, this may be the first you've ever heard of it take action, go find out where you can learn more about it. Many, 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 many people are working to direct you into higher spaces. We have our superpower universe membership. We've got our classes. We've got our personal power internship or our intensive. Mm -hmm. We've got an internship program. 
Anne's got beautiful, beautiful books and, and her own communities that you can look at her through her books. You can read with her. You can, um, if you're ready to write your book, right? She certainly has as as advice on that topic. But it, but that's just a small, like that's just us two here, right? Not to mention the courses and the amazing wisdom that flows from her. Choose something that you are connecting into that you resonate with and take your next action step. So, so I'll just use our ecosystem as an example because it's a great little microcosm for how the macro works, for how the world works. In our world, like regardless of where you're at, if you truly are feeling called to light yourself up, to pursue your own self-actualization beyond that which the world would tell you is possible, then it is super important that you heed that call and you start somewhere. And so again, if you're at an entry level, you come into an easy membership, right? And and let us help guide you because you don't know what this is, what we're talking about, what the vernacular is, what, what, what is this world that you just kind of stepped into, right? Let us, let us at least provide you a map so that you're not lost. And so you can feel held, loved and supported. Right. And then, but, but some of you have did that years ago, decades ago. Right. And, and you're really being encouraged from that evolved consciousness space into where you start being a true creator. And for those of you, I would recommend the podcaster program, come in, have a show like this, we don't do podcasting because podcasts are, you know, something that we thought would be fun to do. We do them because they're such a phenomenal tool for people's development, for transforming people. Um, they're the fastest in, influencer maker, but they're also the it's the it's the most efficient transformational tool I've ever witnessed. And so, even if it's not for your business, even if it's not for whatever, if you feel like you're being called to share your message podcasting is a really phenomenal way to do that. And we're training people how to do that in alignment with the divine. Um, and so, so it doesn't really matter whether you're, you're just at that initial, like, I just need to consume information so I can kind of program myself differently, or if you're ready to start contributing, or if you're ready to be a creator in those spaces, make sure you're taking action. I think that the, the idea that it's okay to just know stuff is, is, is erroneous and, and everybody kind of camps out there and makes themselves feel better. Yeah, but I know that. I know all of this. That doesn't matter if you're not living it. And that's really where the rubber hits the road. And what we're seeing now, if you're experiencing friction, chances are good. You're seeing somewhere where you might know what light looks like there, what love looks like there. But that's different than living in the light and living in love there. And, and really hold yourself accountable to that and get the support and the encouragement and the accountability that you need to make sure that you're being true to the guidance you're getting. I think this is really beautiful. And, and you, hold, you have such a great container. I think one of the great things about the Superpower Network is you can trust that the container will hold you, as you said, with mm -hmm. whatever stage of the blossoming uh, you're in right now. And, and there are many, many, many stages to the journey. There, there are many maps and there's a multi, I think the first shift or what I'm really noticing is going on is this awakening to multidimensional consciousness. Um, <laughs> you'd like to speak to that. <laughs> I'm happy to that. That's sort of my jam, right? That's my love language. So it, it's, it, we have the opportunity here to identify as ourselves, as our humans, right? And that's fine. And that's where you hear that, yeah, but, you know, at the end of the day, we're still human and here's that, or we're fallible or, you know, and then in kind of Christian dialogue, it's, it's you know, we're, we're, you know, not perfect, right? We're imperfect beings, right? Blah, 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 blah. We've been told in many, 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 many ways how fallible our humans are. And we know it because we watch it happen, right? We know we're fallible. Nobody has to tell us. We make mistakes all the time. And so, when we identify in that, it's really challenging to see yourself as divine perfection because you have so much evidence to the contrary. It's like, no, no, no. I do really silly things. I do, you know, I'm not that bright. Sometimes I do hurtful things, right? How can I possibly be what you're saying I am if I do these things, right? And so, so that's the first sort of conundrum is being willing to say, okay, Instead of just saying, like, it can't be, I cannot be that because I do these things, just kind of step back and say, okay, how is that possible, right? Just take yourself out of it just a little bit, because that's really the precursor to being able to step into a multidimensional existence when you realize that if you refuse to see yourself beyond the self, beyond the body, 
beyond the human that you think inhabits the body, beyond something that is separate from your brethren around you, right? Your brothers and sisters around you, um, then then you cannot experience a multidimensional reality. It's impossible, right? Not consciously, because you're in in a sense you're you're saying that you are okay identifying as an effect of the projection. If you identify as the body, you are an effect of the projection. You are an effect of the material. And that means that you are subject to the rules of the material, which means that you will die. You will cease to exist. And that's really our root fear in that space is that we know beyond a shadow of a doubt that everything that is material must die. Mm -hmm. We are material, therefore we must die. And if that's all you identify as, you spend your entire life trying to escape death, Mm. right? That's the base level existence. So that's one dimension of reality. If you are willing to see yourself beyond the self and say, okay, maybe I am something more, which many, 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 many people have done, right? Like, oh, I actually have a soul. I have a spirit. I can connect in it. Wait a second. I'm bigger than this. Okay, cool. Mm. Now you're realizing that you can experience what I would refer to as like your, your energy level, right? Your spirit level, right? That's a whole different place of existence. If you are able to hold that for any period of time, you will see that the reality actually does look different there. It changes. And you can play with this as you go back into identifying as the human and reality goes and takes on that viewpoint, right? Which a lot of you do and go, wait, wait, what happened? Where am I? You know, how did I get back here? Right. And then you go, oh, wait, if I remember and in, in our kind of way in the personal power intensive, we train people on how to, how to hold that observer perspective so they can, can see the world through that divine lens, right? And, and in that projection. Well, so that's your second kind of dimensional awareness, if you will. But there's many, many, many others. And as you continue to train yourself, you actually can see most people start by using what we call the elevator, right? They can get themselves up and down a floor. That's a good technique to learn. But eventually you don't need an elevator. You find yourself in all the dimensional realities and, and they become much more fluid to you. And there's no reason to, to identify in any of it. Um, so there are layers of this that occur. I think the most important part to your question is saying, yes, it's possible. Many people are doing it. Many people do it without conscious awareness. We all kind of blip in and out of things. But the core element is your willingness to say, what if I'm actually bigger than or more than or specialer than perhaps I thought I was? I think that's interesting. In the course, spiritual awakening has all kinds of paradoxes. And and, uh, and we're speaking about the infinite light, the divine, the divine can hold all those paradoxes. So when we're more aligned with our infinite self, with our higher self, then then we can we can handle what we see as flaws and see it all as the divine, uh, you know, the divine perfection, as you said. And, and I think this is the process. And, and there's one thing I've been noticing, and, and maybe you can speak to this, is that in the process of this uh, self-actualization, uh, in the beginning, we might very well need a teacher, not because we're not already enlightened, but because we've been trained out of it. And the teacher can then reflect back to you your own self-realization, your infinite light, until you go, oh, and you go back into and you go into the remembering and you become, uh, oh, I am this. I am this eternal light. This is who I am staring into the flame. Right. You understand mm. I am this, this light. And the other thing that I'm seeing, too, is that, you know, in the in wisdom of the ages and on my other podcast, we're exploring the, the many teachers and traditions and maps and so forth. But ultimately, I believe in, in this show, we're going to be speaking more about direct knowing and what happens when you don't have to go through a priest or a teacher or a guru, but you're actually having your actualization, your awakening, your blossoming, and you're just held and loved and affirmed as that's going on. Mm. <laughs> Would you beautiful. like to speak to direct knowing? Absolutely. I, I think that, the dirty underbelly of what you're bringing forward is the fact that in the past we've had leaders and those who have abilities and those who are tapped in who have misused that power, um, maybe intentionally, maybe not. None of that really matters. The ultimate result is that 
it further um, train people to distrust their own direct knowing, right? And to, to view themselves as something limited or broken and others as not. I think it's an incredible responsibility when you bear these gifts and, and are, you know, have the intense honor of bearing witness to people discovering themselves um, in, in a divine light. That, that's a beautiful gift. And, and, and it comes with some responsibility of knowing how to be a proxy for somebody, knowing how to stand as a bridge, but always and continually affirming for them their own direct connection and willingly removing yourself in the process. And early, early on, I mean, seven, eight years ago, whenever our formal coaching stuff started um, online, we, I mean, I told people flat out, I said, we are the last place where you ever hire a coach because you don't need a coach you might need guidance. You might want guidance. You might want to perfect something you might get a coach in the sense of somebody who like you want to excel, you know, you know, let's say you want to run marathons and you've never run a marathon. That's a good reason to get a coach. Right. But, but, but the need to have a coach to connect you to God comes from a place of a limited identity. As soon as you're able to see that and hold more and more and more of it yourself, it's really important that those teachers, those guides, take a step back that they continue to hand back more and more and more of that it's it, it, it's a process of teaching people that component that you were speaking to before the break which is when the light comes back to guide us it's not it's not a supreme light that's coming back as a single entity that's designed to guide each one of us it is and it's also each of us has that so each of us has our divine aspect that is in the future, as you spoke to, but that comes back to walk our selves, our person, our human forward in a lighted way. When we can own it in that way, it's like, oh, wait, we all have that. Mm-hmm. We're just not all in touch with that divine aspect. The proxy should only serve to connect the human to its divine aspect, nothing more, because once it can connect, it's the best source of validation and truth and awareness on its own, right? Anything else, a proxy is still somebody trying its best to interpret with you until you can hold it, right? And so no one can ever tell you what God's trying to tell you as well as God can tell you, right? As long as your own divine aspect can tell you we can mirror, we can help, we can encourage them and say, Hey, that doesn't quite feel, you might want to feel into this. You might want to sense that like, mm, it really sounds like this is, you know, but feel it, feel it for yourself. We should be always encouraging people to find truth within themselves. The challenge is that until people have removed enough of the old social program, they really can't determine truth for themselves outside of the program. So mm-hmm. both have to happen. If you, if you just think you're going to teach people to connect to God, but you're not helping them reimagine the old program, they will always default to the old program. Always, 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 always. Yeah. Or if you're just helping them with the old program and we've met practitioners like this, like they're willing to dig in and pull all kinds of crap up, but they're not giving any guidance for what to do next. Mm-hmm. So you're kind of sat, you say this void going, uh, what now? Mm-hmm. And you're kind of left on your own to figure it out. That's, that's a horrible feeling. Right. And so, so, so to, to know all of this and to really build, because the other added element is, is that you may have teachers who had the best of intentions starting off, but then they built businesses and, and created dependencies on revenue and, and, and longevity and all of these things. And so listening to God and doing what God says becomes more challenging when it runs contrary to what the self thinks is its, is its security. Is it's is it's um, financial stability, right? That's a hard thing to do, and so really helping people disentangle all of that in an honest and integrous way in the transformational space is quite the puzzle to put together. Um, but spirit does guide you in that it can be done. You have to be willing to um, relentlessly pursue your own lighted path and the lighted path of the organization or whatever. Um, however, you're serving as that leader in that leadership position for others, you can't falter from where it's being held. 
right? And there are many, many temptations along that path. So, so you opened a whole Pandora's box there because we've, we've made so many layers of that story in things other than love. All of that's having to be reworked right now. Well, of course, with the story of Pandora's box, when she opened it up, <laughs> the reason you weren't supposed to open it up is that she let out every illness, which which right. actually kind of suits the time we're in. But at the very bottom that's of right. the box, the very bottom was hope. That's and right. That's where you find your infinite light, at the bottom of Pandora's box. <laughs> Beautiful. But I was thinking also of, um, you know, the teacher. Eh? Like if we're if we're going to learn to play the piano, uh, it's, you, I mean, some people just sit down and play and it just comes naturally. Most people actually need to learn notes and scales and they need to maybe play Bach or Mozart or something for a little while till they get the hang of it. And then they can bust loose playing their song. And that's what I, what I am, am seeing now is that people are trying to find chords and play their music in a way that doesn't get them tangled up in the program. And of course, if it does mm-hmm. get tangled up in the program and they, in the ego program, the persona, maybe that's a good thing. Cause that, that's actually what helps you step onto the in tune note. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we might say. So, so I have, now this is, this is kind of interesting. Of course we, we've stepped into a time now where um, this is not about gender. This is, you know, we're, this is about unity. However, I will say that you are a woman, a female self-actualized being, which I think is quite bold. The fact that you will say that, I think it's absolutely fantastic. But um, <laughs> would you like to speak to that? <laughs> oh, yeah, talk about a Pandora's box, right? It's um, <laughs> the, the best I can equate it to is um, we've, as a collective, we've, expanded into a space that requires us to see the feminine in really different ways. It's going to, it requires us to see the masculine in really different ways too. Um, That's a lot of what's being embodied. A lot of the movements to um, inclusion um, really are guiding us to androgyny. It's guiding us to where we can't just jump to oneness. If too many voices got left out, if too many perspectives got left out of what oneness looks like and like it or not, a lot of the divine conversations and, and who gets to kind of be actualized and who gets to claim enlightenment have, have, have included penises. You know, it's like, it's just kind of how the stories have gone. Um, there are many, many that don't, but for whatever reasons, and we could go conspiracy theory and all kinds of other things, but for whatever reason, it seems to be more of the predominant kind of acceptance. So it's really important that we challenge that, not not as women, as as much as it is important that we challenge everywhere where we think we know, where we think that it has to be a specific way, um, where we think that it should look a specific way. Even in your example about, you know, if people want to learn how to play the piano, they need to learn the chords and stuff. What's truly brilliant in that is spirit will teach you the chords. It, mm-hmm. But it that's a walk, right? To get mm-hmm. to where you're able to allow the divine or etheric entities to guide every aspect to include your hands and your mouth and your mind and, and your eyes. Like this is this is a turning over of things. That is what enlightenment means. It means turning everything over to become light. It enlightens everything. But in lieu of that, you don't wait to play the piano. You find a teacher who is teaching you not just the chords, but also how to learn for yourself, Mm -hmm. right? And so there are teachers who are doing exactly that. We hold that um, kind of principle so front and center in our organization, even to the detriment of the organization, which it never is. But we would willingly, if we came to that, sacrifice the organization for the, for the, for, for that exact principle, because anything that's not win, win, win has to be reimagined, right? Well, we built in win, win, win. So we're, we're good. And we follow that trajectory trajectory, but, but it's also being willing to say, it doesn't really matter what happens in the projection. We're going to do the right thing, no matter what. Now, of course, who gets to say what's right, who's wrong, 
that's where it's so important that we look way beyond gender dynamics. Um, but in order to look beyond gender dynamics, we have to see representation. And to do that, those women, and, and you know who you are because we've interviewed you on this on all, all of our shows, <laughs> you all are doing amazing things. We just tend not to be quite as um, vocal about it. We tend not to be as out there about it. We tend to to be a bit he- more hesitant. We plan a little bit more, I've noticed. Like, like there's a there are a lot of conversations. We like we like to do things together right? There's safety in numbers, there's power in numbers. And so, so it's gathering, we're gathering, we we're doing what, what we were called to do. And, and what's, what you're noticing is that it's starting to break the surface. We're starting to see the results of the fact that after decades of self-exploration, there are many, many, many women who see way beyond this current existence and the problems and, and, and know how to work towards solution. There are many men also, but what we're seeing is, is that representation really sort of balancing out some, even, even sort of leaning in the side of, of the women um, because that aspect that we carry and that we cultivate so naturally has been left out of most of the conversations. Um, and so, you know, my recent article, Deep Throat, <laughs> the <laughs> exposing rape culture from the inside out, it's very cheeky. So be careful, you know, it's, it's, it's out there. Um, but it, but it, but it pokes at exactly that. Like we have to look at all of the, um, subversive and subconscious ways that we cultivated ideas that somehow masculine was superior, um, in, in anything. Um, we can't lean too far in the other direction and say feminine is superior, but certainly when the evolved aspect of the masculine, the evolved aspect of the feminine choose to combine, it's nothing short of miraculous. And so, and I don't mean like everybody's got to be heterosexual, please don't, you know, not you ain't of course, but, but let, let's not take it to that place. What I'm suggesting is, is that there's a natural balance and we all hold all of it. We have to let the packaging that we put it in start to move and flow and change to better match the truth of what we all know at this point. Now that's really beautiful. It's actually why I started the wisdom of the ages podcast, because I had wandered, I'd spent a lot of time actually years, decades actually wandering around the Ireland and the British Isles, finding the stories of the, of the, the Celtic people, the Druids and the, the poets mm-hmm. of, of that time uh, from it's sort of 10,000 years back up until maybe fifth century when it started to change and when we, we left the in, more indigenous paths and started sort of moving more towards Christianity. But I, what I loved about that, you know, finding these, these men and women who were equals um, in the Druids, in the Druids in, in that, in that time, were both men and women. They were the women, the Celtic women were, were judges. They were teachers. They were mothers. They were warriors. They were, so they were, they were completely equal. That's the only, now it might exist in other indigenous cultures. I just, that's the one I discovered. And I was like, look, here it is. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. You know, and there, there are problems with the past too, of course, but um Anyway, I was inspired by these by these medicine women, these healing women, these superpower, these women with superpowers. In fact, in that tradition, if you wanted to become a hero, if a man wanted to become a hero, you had to go find one of the superpower teachers who were always female mm. in order to become the great hero. And I thought that was super, you know. Mm. <laughs> so I'm glad to see the awakened women speaking and talking on the planet. I think women had to go underground for a very long period of time. And I think that there's a, an emergence now of the priestesses. And of course, how wonderful is that for the men? Mm-hmm. I mean, the men just get to, to blossom into their yumminess now too. I think I, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm seeing that in my husband who is um, more on the Buddhist path, but he's, he's, I see him blossoming because he's That's able right. to work with his masculine and feminine and divine energy. So, so here it all is. And I, you know, so back to the, the piano teacher idea. I mean, I think sometimes when we have these conversations or when we are blessed enough to find someone like you, Tanya, it, it helps us understand that 
there's a person who will sing your song back to you, your divine song. Mm. You remember your song yourself. Beautiful. That, and that's the best depiction I've heard. That is exactly right. That is, that is the blessing. That's how I get to walk the world. I get to be present and witness when people remember themselves for the first time embodied here, incarnated. Like there's no greater gift in the world. And for those of you who feel called to that, um, both the realization of that and the recognition within yourself that, that you can do that for others, take those steps, take action, because it, it's not just, you're not just going to happen upon it. It runs contrary to the, the flow of the world. Like you really have to be willing to step out of the world and go, oh, I see this come into this other space and then you're not giving up the world. You get it all back. You just get it back better. It's like, I keep telling, I was laughing with Jess. I said the marketing kind of uh, slogan for God should be like all of the good stuff and none of the bad. Like it's like, <laughs> like, like it really is. And it sounds so fanciful and too good to be true, but, but it really truly is the only thing keeping us in this tortured state is ourselves truly ourselves that those are the only aspect of us that can relate to it nothing else about us relates to being sad or fearful or or, or irritated or angry or whatever like whatever the the thing is is that you've been experiencing the only piece of you that can experience that is the self the divine aspect of who you are it is none of that. And, and the world where that aspect of you lives is none of that. And it's not required to be here that you suffer. That's, mm-hmm. you know, and it, it, that's, that's, that is hell, right? That's the inferno. You, you get to move beyond that into the space of saying, wait, maybe I don't have to. The way, where people get tripped up is in order for us to have free will, which really just amounts to the fact that we get to be in choice about where we invest of our creative energy. That's it. That's all we get. That is the only choice we get. Everything else is a result of that one choice in every moment where we're going to invest in our creative energy. When you realize that by create by investing your creative energy in your hell loop, which is the world sucks, the world sucks, the world sucks, this is hard, this is hard, this is hard, this is scary, this is scary, this is scary. All you're doing is perpetuating more of that hell loop. When you're able to say, okay, what if I just choose not to be afraid? Well, Tonya, there's all kinds of things to be afraid about. How am I just going to choose not to be afraid? Da, 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 da. And I get that it's a leap of faith. That's why they call it that, right? Yeah. There are no guarantees until you leap, right? That, that's how this works. But if you can just simply entertain and come out of that space and say, okay, if what Tonya's saying is true, that, that I don't have to suffer, right? Which is not what Tonya's saying. Everybody says this. God says it, you know, it's out there, but okay, just I'll take responsibility. If what Tonya says is true, I don't have to suffer. Instead of going quickly to how is that possible? That can't be, da, 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 da. Just say, okay, how can that be? And it may take a while for you to start getting response, right? For you to start seeing a little bit differently. The most important thing to do in that space is not to let your fear come in and answer the question. Well, it can't be, right? Okay, done. Then it can't be, you're done, you're staying in your hell loop. As long as you can keep that question open, say, okay, how? And just keeping that pause and that inquiry, I guarantee you something will come to you that starts to show you something different. And that's how this happens. It's simply the difference between saying, I already know, I already know this is scary. I already know that um, I'm going to die. I already know that this is going to be bad. I already know that this person is not really going to love me. I already know that this person is going to betray me. I already know that this sales technique isn't going to work, right? As long as you insist on saying those things, that is your reality. I already know. If you already know, literally nobody can tell you otherwise. If you just step back for half a heartbeat and say, wait, what if I don't know? Just because it's happened that way nine times out of 10, that doesn't mean it's going to happen that way the 10th time because what you're not seeing is nine times out of 10, you chose to believe in fear. What if on that 10th time you chose to believe in love, to just entertain the notion that God exists and that God loves you and the universe truly is 
conspiring on your behalf to do exactly what you tell it to do, which is when you make the decision to invest your creative energy in fear, it does exactly what you told it to do. But if you make that choice, you invest that creative energy in love, it will do exactly what you tell it to do in love. Mm -hmm. It is at your disposal. You have to first own the fact that you are giving it directives. Some of it's subconscious you don't even know about. And that's where you really need a teacher to reflect back to you where your subconscious programs are creating something contrary to what you think you believe. That's powerful. That's incredibly powerful. And it just, it just makes me think about the time we're in right now where there's, there's so much polarity and there's a kind of mainstream doom and gloom narrative. And I think what's so great about superpower network is that there's a different alternative. And I, and I think, you know, just what do they say? 144,000 people, you know, just a small amount of people can really turn this around. Now, I don't, I don't believe in the doom and gloom narrative, fear narrative for a moment, but I do think that it's powerful and then it can keep us enslaved. It's not ultimately powerful, but, but people, as you said, if people buy into fear, what you're doing is saying, go ahead, put chains on me. I don't really want to know who I am. And (laughs) and it's, you know, the grail quest, which, which I get into wisdom of the ages quite often is the grail quest is taking that sort of truth out and go, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to destroy everything that's untrue and leave let's see what's left. And (laughs) the grail champion is the one that's left holding the light. That's right. Holding the wholeness and the light that they, that's what they achieve. And I mean, it's in, it's in our stories all around us. Buddha said, life is suffering for the unenlightened. So he gave us a clue, right? (laughs) Well, it's like like Jesus saying, you know, you're going to be persecuted for these beliefs, but he didn't say you have to be persecuted. He simply said, you're going to be. And that's where we get to be in choice and say, wait, I, I can only feel like something's out to get me. If I feel like it's possible that there's something out to get me. Hmm. Interesting. That's right. So but, but I have, but I the, have hope. The part of the, the worry now, well, I mean, we've had a history of the inquisition and witch burning and all kinds of things. We, you know, humanity's had that history and yet it feels like that's falling away. That that's not what's going on now. I don't feel, it seems like the, the sun in the middle of the earth is so powerful that there's such a, a strong collective there's, I mean, the earth itself is awakening. I mean, science, science, uh, scientists are helping us understand this. And so at this point in our evolution as, as humanity, we're really being encouraged to activate the light body, to break <laughs> these shackles and stand in the truth of who we were all along. That's but right. maybe now, maybe now is the time. Maybe the Mayans were right. You know, we're, this is the the new era, the new time. And, and I believe quite firmly that nothing can stop it. I don't think anything mm-hmm. can stop the awakening that's going on. Nope. There's, here's the, for, for, first of all, it is happening. They were absolutely spot on. The, um, the key, the reason why those stories are being kind of integrated in the collective around the persecution aspect is that as more and more people realize themselves beyond the selves, we can't hold those stories because we were not burned at the stake. We were not crucified. We were not any of those things. The selves were, the bodies were, and that's the whole key here. When you identify as the body, all kinds of terrible things happen to you, including death. Mm-hmm. Their only way to get out of that is to trend transcend the body what it means is seeing yourself beyond the self but here's the beautiful thing to affirm what you're speaking to is we know that the fear element isn't winning right now we know that it's losing we know that it's being challenged we know all of these things and here's how we know beyond a shadow of a doubt is because when fear is winning we never hear from it. We only hear from fear when it thinks it's losing. That's interesting. 
Otherwise, it keeps quiet because it knows it's winning and it doesn't want to bring your attention to it. it. Everything's fine. Everything's producing in its own limited perspective. Everybody's in their program. It only chimes in. This only feels challenging when it comes up against enough friction to warrant it coming forward. Now, these are not conspiracy theories. These are not, oh my gosh, there's a family that's running. There's not aliens controlling us. Like, who cares? You could, you could die terrified if you want to explore all of those. What is truth is that in each one of us is both fear and light. And when we are in battled and there's friction, both sides are activated. Fear is always louder. It's always going to shout. Love doesn't need your attention. It doesn't require you to believe in it to know its own existence. Fear does. Mm -hmm. Love just is. Mm -hmm. Well, it does seem that the main message of infinite light is that you are love or I am love. We can just go ahead and affirm that. That's right. That's what we are. We are. And we're eternal. We're eternal. And as you said, uh, whatever, whatever the bodies went through in the past, the eternal self, it's, you know, I remember the moment I got this, I was, I was with my spiritual teacher and I, I just, I, I realized that I'm like, we're, we're this star. I'm a star that exists forever throughout all eternity. This <laughs> never end. And, mm-hmm. and it wasn't, um, it was, it was the liberating moment. It was like, I don't have to worry about what's going on now. Cause it's, I'm just in a dream that is ever <laughs> unfurling. And I burst into tears. I think I cried for about two hours. Dude. <laughs> it was like, mm. Wow. It is this incredible um, moment. And I, I think when, when we have containers such as superpower network and we can say that we can say, gosh, I had this moment or maybe as you, I fully reside in this state and we can, we can, allow each other to explore the colors and the capacities of the soul and Mm -hmm. are encouraged to do so. It's very, very powerful. So your container, as I feel is, is a container of the infinite light, but it's, it's Mm -hmm. a container of love. I have always felt that from you. Thank you. That's so affirming. And then that's, that is the absolute epitome of why we do what we do is, is, is to offer that. And so people know the one piece of guidance that was, well, I've got so many pieces of guidance, but the one that comes forward right now was I, I got a little obstinate during some of my own activation. And I was like, wait, if the world's all going to be destroyed and there's like, it's coming to an end and half the people are leave, like, whatever the apocalyptic predictions were at the time. I said, why in the world would I need a website? <laughs> like, what's the point? Exactly. <laughs> I, was, I was a little cheeky like, with God at that moment in my journey. And um <laughs> You know, and very patiently, of course, that the answer just came back and it said, people need to know where to find you. Mm-hmm. And that's always just kind of hit me like almost like sucker punch of like, but why? And I didn't ask but why, because it's like part of me didn't really want to know, but I, but the other part of me really already knew, but it was, it was that moment of like, okay, you know, and ever since then, since I relaxed into it and we kind of figured out how do you build a divine model and podcasting, right? Um, that we've been shining that beacon of love since we started. We have not wavered from the frequency at which we operate and what we broadcast out to the world, letting people know exactly where we are. And it, and it probably doesn't mean that we're headquartered in Phoenix, right? It's like, we, <laughs> we know where we are and we're calling to people. I never, I didn't understand at that time that it went way beyond this plane of existence people need to know where to find us and and that's why we're that's why we're doing this and it is it is lucrative it is successful we we outperformed uh just about everybody else so so it's not you don't give up the material you reimagine the material in the only way that it was ever designed to work in the first place and it's successful 100% of the time every time wow. so for those of you who are like, oh, this is fluffy, this is great for my soul, but I've got to get back to my business now. And it's like, oh no, this is everything. Everything gets reimagined. The infinite light is infinitely abundant too. <laughs> infinitely That's right. So they go hand in hand. <laughs> they do. <laughs> beautiful. I, I love this show. I'm so glad that you're choosing to do this. I think it's such a beautiful invitation 
folks, I hope that you give this the due that it's concerned. Let it be a part of your your medicine. Let it be a part of how you refuel, how you recharge, where where you get loved and supported and and come join with us. Like if you want to have these conversations and explore these things more, make sure that you're actually taking action. Go check out Ains books, go into her world, come into ours. Like don't be a bystander. You will get swept over. Make sure you're stepping up and saying yes and being led and, and challenging things and following them and learning them and all of that fun stuff. Live your lives, people. Like you're not going to get there otherwise. That's so true. I love it. We can just break down the doors right now, take off the shackles, and just and just be in love. Why can't we? Let's That's just right. do to be in love, loving light right here, right now. We can just. <laughs> it can be. It can be our free will, our creative choice to do that. Done and done <laughs> and seen. Right. Done. Drop the mic. <laughs> done. <laughs> this is how we're seeing the emerging humanity just as a blossom blossoming beings everywhere so well thank Beautiful. you Tonya for your love and light I really really appreciate you coming on and having this conversation it's just been wonderful oh it's always my pleasure I'm so excited about this show so thank you for your courage in birthing it and bringing it forward really exciting to have it as part of the network Yay. I'm excited. I feel the the (laughs) light in my heart right now, just shining throughout the whole world and the light from your heart. And gosh, just think Mm. we we get lit up and our light shines. And what happens? What happens when everybody's light starts shining? I guess we're going to find out. (laughs) I think we're finding out. It's quite beautiful. (laughs) It is. It is. So thank you to everyone who has joined in as well. May your lives be filled with love, truth, and infinite light. So you've been listening to N. Kate Sullivan, host of Messages of Infinite Light. And if you want to find out my books, I have other authors on the publishing team too. You can visit infinitelightpublishing.com. So until we meet again, may the infinite light protect and bless you. Many blessings. Thank you for listening to the Superpower Network. Go now to superpowerexperts.com to unlock your superpowers and change your life today.